Life. On behalf of everybody on the network, I encourage you to please go to GoFundMe.com forward slash XE6PJ38. Click on that link and donate money to save a person's life. Donate as much as you can. I think we should all donate. Every contribution helps. I appreciate all of Raz Radio Live help and our I.O. fans. Please give so we can give James a brand new lease on life. Never 
Superman Put the F back on my chest Never seems to progress It's hard for me to stop I got the up the status now When these albums drop No pop mix with chips No G-rated hits I keep a shit explicit Just like the border flicks Come on when it's fit The only way to do it Bring what I know And what I know Is making music Put my message across the seas Infect like a disease And leave the game in ashes Like a fire does the trees Just be easy son It's time for me to run Welcome to the enterprise In the face of set the sun Now we out having fun Tonight we live it up The heights is in the mix So go ahead and fill those cups the finest studios where's your studio because like i'm in a studio now it has guitars and some kind of uv light that'll fuck your face up if you look at it and turn it on the smartest most handsome on-air personalities price of liberty is is ugly it's not it's not very pretty you're not very pretty we don't talk about religion so uh, we're actually God's chosen people. So they are the chosen ones. I know this. One, I think yeah. the Christians think that you killed their savior. And we're always respectful to women. When they invent the perfect artificial vagina, you broads are out of business. Lobster dinners, the diamond market—it's all going belly up. <laughs> And smart, well-informed callers. Buzzy, where are you? You sound like you're Creole or some shit. Where do you crawl out of Baton Rouge? What's what the fuck, son? I'm from Iowa. Hey, you better watch your mouth now. Talk about Iowa like that. I'll slap the 
That's the Joe Show, Thursday, 6 to 9 on Raz Radio Live, Salty Talk Radio, and PopRock80s.com. You're listening to the first 52 God Only Knows Why.
no warning signs that I'm aware of. And it was a revelation that the White House had no intention of making public. President Bush was told in August that Osama bin Laden might be planning an attack involving the hijack. could have predicted. Nobody in our government, at least. Yeah. August 6th uh, PDG. I believe the title was bin Laden determined to attack inside the United States. 70% of family members' questions were never answered during the 9-11 Commission report. The Hamiltons and Thomas Keene said they were set up to fail. I mean, I'm a member of the Commission. It's a scam. It's absolutely disgusting. The questions, Mr. President. The questions. Building 7 ablaze at the moment and apparently getting ready to collapse. Building 7. Freefall collapse. Well, no, there's number 7 coming down. The excitement and the fun that people get watching a whole building being demolished and they wired very carefully for days and it's a very careful operation. Third kind of day. Just reminiscent of those pictures we've all seen too much on television before when a building was deliberately destroyed, destroyed by world-placed dynamite to knock it down. This one of things to do is, is pull it. Uh, and they made that decision to pull and then we watched the building collapse. Jane, what more can you tell us about the Salomon Brothers building and collapse? Well, only really what you already know. Details are very, very sketchy. We are getting information now that one of the other buildings, Building 7 in the World Trade Center complex, is on fire and has either collapsed or is collapsing. The Pentagon. Vanishing airplane. Take close-up inspection. Uh, there's no evidence of a plane having crashed anywhere near the Pentagon. The only site uh, is the actual uh, site of the building that's crashed in. And as I said, the only pieces left uh, that you can see are, are small enough that you could pick up in your hand. Uh, there are no large uh, tail sections, wing sections, uh, a fuselage, nothing like that anywhere around, which would indicate that the entire plane crashed into the side of the Pentagon. Firefighters and police. Describing explosions. A lot of them. This is a secondary explosion. We've got numerous people covered with dust on the secondary explosion. Just floor by floor, it's started popping out. It was like, it was if, if, if they had detonated. Yeah, you know, as if they were planned yeah. to take down a building. Boom, 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 boom. Looks sort of like the building just demolished. Even if there was no secondary explosives in the building. Kind of like gunfire. You know, bang, 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 bang. And then, and then all of a sudden, three big explosions. Do you know if it was an explosion or if it was a building collapse? To me, it sounded like it, to me it sounded like an explosion. Chief Albert Turry told me that he tried to get his men out as quickly as he could, but he said that there was another explosion which took place. And then an hour after, there was another explosion in one of the towers. Sibel Edmonds, FBI translator, breaking her gag order. All our intimate relationship with Bin Laden and, and Taliban. We did carry very intimate relationship with these people all the way up to September 11. Bin Laden was spirited in this military hospital in Rawapindi for kidney dialysis treatment. The military had him surrounded. They were saying that Osama Bin Laden had to be watched carefully and looked after. NORAD standing down. Why were the planes? On now to one of the eeriest moments amid the carnage of 9-11. A mysterious plane was seen flying right over the president's residence. The E-4Bs over New York and Washington, otherwise known as the doomsday planes. It has never been officially explained. Cell phones working at impossible altitudes. Solicitor General Ted Olson receiving phone calls that the FBI says 
were never made. What happened during that call? This is the only information we have on these terrorists. She was able to call him twice. How she could pull that off, we don't know, but she did. These are the questions, Mr. President. These are the questions. They go on and on. Good afternoon, Mr. President. I come to you today representing the families of the victims of September 11th, as well as millions of my fellow Americans. Hopefully by now you've had a chance to read my letter to you, 20 Minutes with the President, and if not, at least had its contents brought to your attention. We have questions, Mr. President, lots of questions. A lot of them are detailed in my letter, but trust me, there are hundreds more questions. As my letter chronicles, sir, the 9-11 Commission itself says they were lied to, deceived, and essentially prevented from carrying out a real investigation. The people of the United States and the world demand the truth, sir. We have to continuously ask questions. That's what a patriot does. That's what a true American does. We ask questions. You, sir, have the power as well as the responsibility to initiate a truly independent congressional investigation into the events of 9-11 as well as its aftermath. We want our country back, Mr. President. Therefore, I'm not just calling on you and your team. I'm calling on each and every American citizen to wake up, stand up, and demand the truth. We're counting on you, Mr. President. Be on the right side of history. Tom Daschle said last week that you called him several times and urged him not to investigate the events of Tom's wrong. He has, uh, I think, in this case, uh, well, let's say a misinterpretation. And we still have many a questions. Welcome, guys, to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com. RadioFreeBlood.com. It is Tuesday, September September eighth, not twenty eighth. Oh, what a way to start! Yes, it is the week of September eleventh. It is. It is the catalyst that has driven me to ask more questions. You know, I was one of those guys that just uh, wrapped the flag around me and screamed and yelled how much we had to support our government and how we should nuke all those mudslums just take care of them all just get rid of them yeah i wasn't a redneck but yeah that's what i felt that's the way i talked and now years and years and years later i'm embarrassed by the way i thought and the way i spoke i was one of those guys that hated those 9-11 truthers if you were listening earlier and for the rest of the week here from uh, approximately 1 o'clock until uh, my next live show is, whatever that be, whether it be uh, Salty Talk or whatever the show be, 
I will be running documentaries going over 9-11. Let, let's review 9-11. Because if we could really, really, really get the answers from that day, a lot of the things we encounter on a daily basis won't be there anymore. That's why 9-11 is so important. It was the biggest screw-up that they've ever made. Because we've seen, we, we, we had the technology to see what they're doing. They had the technology to show us what they were doing, but they refused to show us. This week is an important week. It's going to be 14 years since almost 3,000 Americans died. Unfortunately, in my beliefs, at the hands of uh, the people we pay on a regular basis, or at least some of them, or people within that group. So it's something we need to really push home as we get back in 9-11, as, as we come around to the, the anniversary again. You know, we talk a lot about law enforcement, and I know I'm going to get a whole story about how cops are actually safer today than they were over the past 20 years. You know, how all these, uh, how they're trying to make us think that cops are being attacked at a greater number than ever before, which is really less than last year. 2013 being the lowest year on record and extremely lower than when Reagan was president. And we'll get into that. We'll discuss that. But 9-11 has brought many a things to the table, brought many a things uh, that we would have never expected or believed could be allowed to happen. And as we move into our 14th year of 9-11, and yes, I do say the 14th year of 9-11. And I say that for a reason. You know, Green Day put out a song, Wake Me Up When September Ends. What do you think that song was about? Wake Me Up When the Tyranny That Has Been Brought To Us From 9-11 Ends. That's what it's about. It's how do we stop the police state growing in front of us? You know, I am not anti-cop. I say this hundreds of times over, and I'll say it again, I am not anti-cop. But when somebody has a job, and they go beyond what that job requires them to do, or maybe they don't go far enough, which uh, is that crazy bitch from, uh, what state is it? I don't, I don't even know the state anymore. Uh, whatever state she got arrested, put in jail because she wouldn't marry gay people or wouldn't give marriage license to gay people. You have a job to do. You're making 80 grand. Do your effing job. Or go get a new one. That's how all this ties in. Uh, uh, we've got a lot of different things I want to cover tonight. Imagine that. Me saying I've got a lot of things to cover. That would never, ever happen. I would never just have a bunch of things to cover. Because that's not what happens here. We don't, we don't talk topics. We don't talk information. Uh, you know, I have... Uh, God, I couldn't even tell you how many tabs pulled up right now. That are just all over the place. There is a lot of cop stuff. I'm going to warn you. Be ready. There's always a lot of cop stuff. 9-11 is going to be on my, uh, my radar. Like I said, from 1 o'clock until a live show. Every day for the rest of the week. Uh, will be documentaries, clips, or audio, or research into 9-11. On Friday, I will kick it off 
with the uh, live news feeds from that day. Uh, last year, I think we played, I think it was last year, we played the uh, Howard Stern show from 9-11. Well, what I will do this year is about the same thing I did. Uh, I'm going to start the news broadcast at the time that it starts and let it run all day until my first live show, which is Salty at 4. So you'll hear the news as it hits you on 9-11. I suggest listening to it from the very beginning. Listen to how things are presented, how things are discussed, how before the buildings even fall, we know who does it. These are all things that you have to look at as we continue through this treacherous world that we're living in right now. This this, this topsy-turvy world. I, I mean, I don't even know what to call it anymore. It, it's so... It's so distressing to live here in this day and age. I mean, we watch things go on, and we don't even know what's real anymore. We don't know what story we can believe because Operation Mockingbird never ended. They told us it ended, but it never ended. They're still still putting out news. They're still controlling the information. I mean, I swear to God, sometimes I, when I sit down in front of the news and I watch it, it's like I, I, I'm watching 1984 in front of me, how they, how they present the news. And every once in a while you get the, you know, the, uh, the Ben Swans or the local news that just is reporting a story and they don't realize what they're reporting at that moment. Yeah, those kinds of things happen. But it's just, uh, it's coming so fast anymore. I mean, I, I pull up, I pull up Killed by Police 2015. Just go go to killedbypolice.net uh, if you're into tracking and, and trying to evaluate the stories and, and you want to determine yourself if it was a justifiable shoot. You know, th- this organization basically puts up every news article that involves a cop and a death. They categorize it, and it, they give you the the mainstream news article to read, and you determine what you think. Well, last week, you know, I posted it a few times on a couple different people's uh, uh, posts or threads on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, because they were talking about numbers killed. It was as low as 500 uh, um, c- citizens, as high as, um, I think the highest I saw was like 720-something. And at the time, it was 799. So I pull up today because, you know, we're going into the show and I want to know the number as we're going into the show. And it's 820. That means from Friday until today, 21 people were killed by law enforcement. Now, again, the nice thing about this website is it's all law enforcement involved, whether on duty or off duty. First story on there was a, 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 a an off-duty cop in Detroit, who had neighbor disputes, the neighbor jumped the fence, uh, apparently, allegedly, and attacked the cop. And uh, a fight ensued, and the guy ended up dying in the fight. Now, if that's all true, 
then you can't blame the guy. He was an off-duty cop. Um, they say there was no connection to anything going on. This was just a normal dispute that these guys have had for years. So it could have been two neighbors fighting. The one guy happened to be a cop. So he's on that list now of 820 people killed. But then as you go through the list, uh, and you, I'm trying to find it here, as you go through the list and you see different stories of what's gone on, and you read these stories, you, you have to read them and eval- evaluate them on your own. You're not looking for somebody to tell you what to think. And I, that's what I've always said. Don't look for somebody to tell you what to think. But read the story. Make your own evaluation. That's, that's, you're a human being. You have a brain, right? Right? You have a brain in your head. So that means you should be able to use it and, and listen to how things are said. Listen to how things are written and determine whether you really believe that what that one said. Where did this story go? I lost the story. Well, here, I can reopen it because it's right here. So why I'm searching for it instead of reopening it. Yeah, my IT guy, Fortoad, was here this week. Hopefully, he got everything running well. We'll see how how the evening goes. I know these IT guys, they, they, they tend to say they're going to fix things, and then they usually don't fix anything. I'm just messing with you, Dave. You know I love you. It was nice to see. Yeah, that's the other thing. Guys, I'm waiting for this to reload here because I want to want to talk about this one. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, car chase. Where Where did that story end up? See, I've got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 tabs open on just one window. Plus, I have another window with a bunch of tabs, and I have another window with a bunch of tabs. So you're just going to have to deal with me as things move the way they move. Uh, yeah, so this one that is the second one down on Killed by Police, which... I went through the first two. The first one, you know what? It wasn't an on-duty cop. It was a a neighborhood fight, uh, a neighbor dispute, and should he be charged? Well, there's a good possibility. But, again, if the guy jumped his fence into his backyard while he was grilling, you know, what happens is what happens. And that's on the guy that decided to jump the fence. Now, there could be more to the story, but... As of right now, that's what I know. So the, the second story was Fresno police officers officer shoots, kills man after car chase. Okay. We know we have the adrenaline running. Uh, okay, maybe this guy maybe this guy had a weapon. You know, that's the first thing. When I police stories up, I go, okay, maybe this guy had a weapon. Let's, let's, let me read the story and see what it's all about, right? That's what you should do. So as you go through here... A routine traffic stop in central Fresno led to a car chase around 5 p.m. Monday that ended with a police officer shooting and killing a suspect. The third officer involved shooting in the last five days in Fresno. The suspect died in surgery at uh, the hospital. The shooting happened in an unincorporated Tarpey area at Clovis Avenue in Lansing Way. So the Fresno County Sheriff's Officer's Office is handling the investigation. Uh, Sheriff, Sheriff Sergeant Joe Smith said that Fresno police officers officer feared for his life when he shot at least one round at the driver who had ditched his car 
who had ditched his sorry the screen moved car and was hiding in a shed behind a home when he came at the officer brandishing a two foot long PVC pipe. The gunshot hit the man in the chest. So we have cops running around that are fearing for their lives because a man is swinging a PVC pipe. Now keep in mind, it's not like this cop was alone. He wasn't by himself. He had other people around him. There were other cops there. He's the only one that shot. The officer was not injured, was put on administrative leave pending an investigation, a paid vacation. Uh, He was not identified. Fresno Police Chief Jerry Dyer said the chain of events began when officers tried to make a routine traffic stop at a Belmont Avenue and 5th Street. But the driver sped away, running several traffic lights, lights before officers called off the chase. The chase re- recommenced at McKinney Avenue and Close Avenue, near the east end of Fresno Yosemite International Airport, speeding north before ending at the Lansing Way location near Clovis Recreational Center as the driver ditched his car. Several officers approached the home where the driver was hiding, but only one officer fired a shot, Dyer said. A passenger in the car was arrested without incident. So, this is my favorite quote in the story, and this is really what uh, grabs my attention and wanted me to talk about this story. There's no question what's happening across America, Dyer said. There's an increase in aggressiveness towards officers. We're seeing police officers that are being shot. Officers that are being assassinated. Certainly, police officers are being very vigilant. But at the same time, I know that there's a high level of scrutiny and criticism on the actions of officers. What we have seen this week is an increased level of aggressiveness towards officers. And when officers fear for their lives or for the lives of someone else, they use deadly force. And unfortunately, we've had three of those incidents occur the last week. So we killed three citizens in our town in the last week. And unfortunately, that has happened. And that should be completely acceptable, right? Should we just accept that? Should we allow three citizens in one week, in one town, to be killed? Because cops are scared. Don't be a cop, then. Get a new job, my friend. Oh, and everybody's going to be worried that, uh, oh, crime rates are going to explode, and uh, there's going to be so much evil going on. You keep buying that hype. When you find out who starts the violence... That's where we need to begin. Who starts the violence? Yes, there are bad people out there. But most of these killings, most of these shootings are not things that should end up that way. You know, Baltimore, (laughs) the family hasn't even sued yet. Freddie's Gray, Freddie Gray's family has not even sued yet. But Baltimore has already agreed to pay 6.4. Let me, let me say that slower for you. 6.4 million dollars to the family of Freddie Gray. 
Now, to put that in perspective, here, here's a thought, okay? Prior to this, prior four, 40 cases over a three-year period of time paid out $5.7 million. Who was wrong in this story? Who did the wrong? And I hope, I hope they put the proper people away. I know they've got those six, the Baltimore six. Let's not try to, to send them into, uh, uh, what was that, that group of five, uh, the, from, oh, I wish Fort, where are you, Fort Toad, when I need you? You could answer that. The something's five. Oh, damn it. Anyway, is it going to, you get my point. I get so frustrated over some of these things. It gets very frustrating, guys. I mean, I really hope that you're frustrated also. Because if you're not frustrated, then are you really alive? Um, James Woods. You guys have heard him here on my show. You've heard him on Jack Blood show. Um, he put out a great article yesterday. And I just had to, you know, after reading through it, I, I just it's something I want to repeat. That's what I am here, you know. I'm a repeater. Just like the, the, the mainstream news is a repeater. You know, I'm not an investigator. I bring you information I read, and I read it back to you. Give you my opinion sometimes. And that's part of it. But that's all I do here, you know. I'm nobody important, but guys like James Woods, or Jack Blood, or Greg Knight, or uh, who else can we think of? Uh, uh, Felipe, or not Felipe, yeah, Felipe. From photography is not a crime. All of this a couple weeks ago. Grant, again, from photography is not a crime. Uh, Bob Tuscan, these guys out are actually doing research. I'm a repeat, so I'm going to repeat five facts exposing the media's lies about police shootings. I felt this was an important thing to share, and I thought he put it together very well. Despite what the media would have you believe, 2015 is actually the safest year for police officers in 20 years. Meanwhile, police killings of citizens are at a 40-year high. While citizens and social justice, social justice groups seeking to, to curtail the trend of growing police brutality and state-sanctioned murders, police supporters around the country are seeking to debunk these reports with a combination of marketing, cherry-picked statistics, and misplaced national formally reserved or misplaced nationalism formally reserved for members of the military. The following five graphics combined show how serious the problem of growing police violence has become and explain the false narrative that has been constructed to con- convince Americans to ignore the problem. So as we go through these graphs, number one, 200 fewer police died on the job under Barack Obama than under Ronald Reagan, okay? In an effort to be seen as pro-police and anti-Obama, unlikely GOP candidates and governor of Wisconsin Scott Walker wrote a piece on the website Hot Air where he blamed President Obama for the disturbing trend of police officers being murdered on the job and that because of his racially divisive attitude, the country no longer resembled the America I grew up in. However, a review of the decreasing number of police killings 
of being killed every year shows that when a young Scott Walker was growing up under President Reagan, there were almost twice as many police killings on the job than under the current administration. Okay. That sounds fair. There's statistics. There's links. What's number two, do you think? Bartending is far more dangerous than being a police officer. With the rise in the reports of people being killed by police, much has been made of the danger police face every day in the line of duty. It has become the easy explanation in an attempt to justify the erosion of civil rights in the name of job safety for those who protect and serve. But a recent report from the Bureau of Labor Statistics shows that last year almost 4,600 Americans were killed while working, but only 79 were police officers. That figure places police officers outside the top 15, the top 15 most dangerous jobs in America, behind garbage collectors, taxi drivers, and bartenders. I think that's a pretty uh, important thing to look at as we discuss who has the most danger going around them. Don't you think that's pretty uh, important? I would say it is. Number four, convicted citizens are 400% more likely to go to jail than convicted police officers. That sounds like a problem to me. I mean, if you're convicted, you're convicted. You should go to jail, correct? Wouldn't you believe that? When police are charged with misconduct or the killing of citizens, there is a tremendous double standard as to how they are prosecuted and sentenced. According to the Bureau of of, uh, Justice Justice Statistics, only one-third of charges against police lead to a conviction, while the conviction rate for the general population is more than double that. Additionally, of the officers actually convicted, only 12% are sent to prison, while the rest of the country has an incarceration rate 400% higher upon conviction. Number five. The U.S. government significantly undercounts the number of citizens killed by police, which is why we have websites like killedbypolice.net and other organizations out there that try to put all these figures together. And again, I like killedbypolice.net because it doesn't give you an opinion. It gives you who, what, where, when, and why. You can read it, and you can determine for yourself what you think. You are a human being. You have a brain, right? Remember that. Use your own brain to figure out what you think. The recent report estimates that there were 7,427 law enforcement homicides in the U.S. during the eight years spanning 2003 to 2009 and 2011, or an average of 928 per year. The number is more than twice as large as large as the closest previous official tally from the U.S. government. Even the two best tallies combined left an estimated 2,103 homicides uncounted during those years. Again, they're not reporting everything. That's why I like that website. It gives you more information. I believe last year we were at 12-something. We are definitely on track to surpass the amount of citizens killed last year. That's not a good thing. 
Uh, James, you did a great job with that article. Um, I enjoyed reading it. I, I think you put some great facts and, and information there. And I suggest you guys check him out. You heard him before. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. <laughs> um, all right, here's what we're going to do. I know I went really long on the intro because I wanted to play that 9-11 piece. Let's take a break. It could be all off on the breaks tonight, so God knows how it's going to work. What we'll do is we'll take a break. We're going to reset. We're going to get our mind into another direction. I don't know what yet. I'll, I'll read some more articles and, and decide which one I want to lead off with in the, after the break. Uh, you guys are welcome to call 941-421-0401 is the Raz line. You are listening to the first 50 on RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. You know, we'll be back here. What are you crying out? Hold on. What am I supposed to say? What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> What's your name again? John Raz. Four Toad and Lexi. Do I mention Four Toad? Sure. Poor oh. Dave. Dave. <laughs> Hey, it's always great to be on the first 52 with Sean Raz for Toad and Lexi. You know, I don't, that sounds like shit. What am I, give me a script here. Come on, I can't do this. You're putting me on, under pressure. Bob, don't worry about it here. And uh, Dr. Bob. It's Dr. Bob, yeah. It's Dr. Bob Tuscan. It's Bob Tuscan, and you're listening to the first 52 on Raz Radio with my buddies Sean Raz and Lexi Raz and that guy for Toad. I don't have to tell you things are bad. Everybody knows things are bad. It's a depression. Everybody's out of work or scared of losing their job. The dollar buys a nickel's worth. Banks are going bust. Shopkeepers keep a gun under the counter. Punks are running wild in the street. and There's nobody anywhere who seems to know what to do, and there's no end to it. We know the air is unfit to breathe. Our food is unfit to eat. Watching our TV while some local newscaster tells us that today we had 15 homicides and 63 violent crimes, as if that's the way it's supposed to be. We know things are bad, worse than bad. bad. I don't want you to protest, I don't want you to ride, I don't want you to write to your congressman because I wouldn't know what to tell you to write. I don't know what to do about the depression and the inflation and the Russians and the crime in the street. All I know is that first, you've got to get mad. You've got to say, I'm a human being. God damn it! My life has value! You know I'm mad as hell, and I'm not gonna take it Under this spell, but I managed to break it Look to the tube, now I finally escaped it Take a hold of my fate, gonna claim it and shape it With no hesitation, move the foundation Like a tectonic plate, I'm here to shake up the nation Awaken the sheep, will resurrect every people Unveil every truth, and expose every evil Another upheaval, revolution of the mind Evolution of the spirit, liberty for humankind Giving sight to the blind, strength to the weak Every time I speak, they wanna see me six feet deep But I don't give a fuck when it comes to pass, bury me face down so they can kiss my ass In a world of glass, I'm the brick break in the planet Planet, you and me, God damn it Just running in circles, if we don't unite, stand up and fight 
Put away false pride, free your mind from this left right paradigm. I remember the day when I first woke up, took a look at those towers, said, What the fuck? I know buildings don't fall at free fall speed, but then it all became clear. Turn right at the scene, dumping fluoride in the water, mercury and vaccines, bringing down the IQs of every human being. It's destruction by design, the fall of mankind. Problem, reaction, solution every time. I'm a human being, my life has value. I'm a human being, goddammit. What's up, Reds Radio fam? It's your man, Wayne in Baltimore, and I'm doing my thing live on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when I bring you the chocolate drop on RazRadioLive.com. Join us as we play music, talk sports, politics, and whatever's going on in the news. And um, chances are you might learn something. Chances are you won't. So join me and Joe from Maine on Saturdays from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on RazRadioLive.com. Oh, and by the way, no devil music. speak out and people should not be afraid to speak out one should not be silent because they don't think their voice will have an effect people do have an effect if they stand up and just by standing up they are protecting those who are targeted right now Another gun. 
is Lawrence Ross from the LRWS on RazRadioLive.com. Currently out in California, Blind James from RadioIO.com is in desperate need of a brand new kidney. Save a person's life. On behalf of everybody on the network, I encourage you to please go to GoFundMe.com forward slash XE6PJ38. Click on that link and donate money to save a person's life. Donate as much as you can. I think we should all donate. Every contribution helps. I appreciate all of Raz Radio Live help and our IO fam. Please give so we can give James a brand new lease on life. These friends of mine will come and go. 
Hey, this is Jack Blood, your radio gun from DeadlineLive.info. Jack Blood Show. You're listening to the first 52 with Sean Raz Radio Live. Stay bold. That's right, guys. Welcome back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. It is Tuesday, September 8th. I hope we're getting you somewhere because we're trying our hardest right now to get you where you need to be. Now, we left talking about law enforcement and how police have just not been doing the right things. You know, I, I think we can all see that and I think we all realize that's going on and that's a problem. I have a problem with that. But that's not the only problem we're seeing. I mean, there's so many different things going on. I don't want to just bash on cops because, you know, everybody thinks I'm a cop hater. And I'm not. I don't feel that way. I don't want to be uh, viewed that way. Now, I read a great post. And it talked about how we can still support law enforcement. We can still support the guys out there doing a good job. But we don't have to support the system that they're running. And we don't have to support the ones that are doing bad. And unfortunately, you know, this is where it becomes a conundrum. And you go, oh my God, what do I do? How do I do this? What do I support? How do I think? Because the good cops, the the quotation mark, good cops are allowing the bad cops to do it. And then those few good cops that actually stand up about it usually end up getting thrown out some way, shape, or form. We've seen it happen many a times. So how do, how do we break that cycle? And how do we end that circle? That's a big thing. That's, that's something we really need to concern ourselves on how we stop it. You remember the Indian man uh, that was... Uh, injured in Alabama, partially paralyzed. If you remember listening to me a few months ago, I talked about how the guy at the liquor store around the corner from me, who's also Indian, went to high school with the guy. And it's not looking good for the cops. That's for damn sure. And that's not what we want to see. You know, I'm not really big in the election. I- I'm, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not supporting anybody by far. I, I plan on no support of any political character uh, playing the game out there right now. Uh, as we all know, Trump's getting all the attention, which, you know, th- let's look at him as a Ron Paul type figure, okay? Maybe, all right, maybe he doesn't think like Ron Paul, but he is getting a lot of things into the conversation that wouldn't normally be allowed into that conversation. So I'll give him credit there. And that's kind of what, uh, you know, if you remember, I don't remember if it was last week or the week before, we talked about how Billy Kerrigan um, was talking about chemtrails. I think it was last week, if I'm not mistaken. The shows get all kind of jumbled together. You forget where you're at. But we talked about Billy Kerrigan um, speaking out against chemtrails. Well, now he's apparently talking about how Donald Trump is effing up the political class. Well, that's a good thing, right? Smashing Pumpkins' Billy Corgan may not agree with Donald Trump's political agenda, 
But he does credit the Republican frontrunner with bringing a level of entertainment and uncertainty to what's usually a monotonous road to election day. I think what's cool, and I'm not saying that I agree politically, but I think what's cool is Trump's running a chaos theory, Corgan said, then added, I would argue at this point, is there any difference between politics and entertainment? If Corgan plays his cards right, he might emerge as a vice presidential favorite on Kanye West's 2020 campaign. Oh, the fun of the political cycle. You know, again, these people speak out about things, and it's nice to hear it. They didn't really get in in that story of what he really said. He said he's forcing a lot of things out into the open. So they can't control this. Whatever that control is, Corrigan continued, it's like the music business. Everybody gets controlled, and somebody comes along that F's shit, or F's it all up. All right. Sounds good to me. You know, I, 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 I didn't address this crazy woman that's uh, refusing uh, marriage licenses. I actually don't even have a story pulled up about that because I don't want to talk about it. But I, I do want to make this statement. If I went to my jo- my boss and said, you know what, I don't want to repair air conditioners anymore. Or I don't want to fix refrigerators. Or, you know, painting is just not something I want to do. It's against my religion. I can't paint because it's against my religion. Or uh, here's even a better one. You know, I'm a, I try to be as as healthy and natural as I can be. What if I went to my boss and said, you know what? I'm sorry, but I can't work with Freon. I can't work with toilet bowl cleaner. I can't work with um, any of the chemicals I work with that are on the California's cancer causing list. What if I went to my boss and said, I can't do that? Would I still have a job tomorrow? Now, of course, I wouldn't end up in jail. But would I still have a job tomorrow? No, I wouldn't. You have a job. Do your job. That's all I'm going to say about that. that that's the, uh, the crux of what I want to say about that whole situation. But you know what? I'm not done with Donald Trump yet. I forgot I had this article. It was the next one over. The way I organize my tabs, I try to have them so that I know what I'm doing. Uh, but I don't know what I'm doing because I just like to sit behind a microphone and, and rant and yell and talk about what bothers me. And that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> you like that? Probably not. So anyway, Donald Trump, the only mainstream presidential candidate who's spoken out about vaccine autism dangers. Well, now, of course, this story grabbed my attention. Sorry, see, chat box again, the chat room gets my attention, UU8, and Mark and Texas are having a conversation, and I was trying to read it, and I lost my attention. <laughs> so, yes, uh, I do archive my shows, I kind of be, tend to be slow, um, they're over at RazRadioLive.com, you can get them there if you want to check out some of my older ones, some of my ones with Jack on it, or some of the prior interviews I've done, um, they're all up there, you can also get them on uh, uh, iTunes and Stitcher. They're available there for uh, all the old shows if you want to check them out. Anyway, so Trump, did, did Trump really come out and support the anti-vaccine community? Well, no, he didn't. That's not what his intention was here, but 
this is a natural news article, and I get weary with them sometimes. Uh, um, sometimes they they blow the article out, they blow the headline beyond what the story is. So I I, I tend to become hesitant or slow with using their their articles. But after reading this one, I felt I could go forward with it. There's only one presidential hopeful currently in the running who has been brave enough to speak out about the link between vaccine and autism. And that candidate is none other than business tycoon Donald Trump. In a 2012 interview with Fox News, Trump stated in no certain terms that he's seen healthy children fall gravely ill after receiving vaccines and that there's no doubt in his mind that autism spectrum disorder are directly linked to vaccinations. The powerful interview took place long before Trump decided to run for president in the uh, 2016 race. Nevertheless, his sentiments and the boldness with which he proclaimed them fit the icon. No nonsense, Donald Trump, that America has grown to love. Trump is currently leading the presidential polls. I think we all know that. I've gotten a pretty uh, blah, blah, blah. So, for him to declare a connection, the article's longer, and he goes into where he's not anti-vaccine, but he does feel that there's an issue and a question that needs to be raised and, and more investigation that needs to be done into it. So that's cool. You know, we should question that. I We don't vaccinate our child. My uh, My grandchild, my son's child, yes, I am a grandpa, 40 years old and a grandpa feels really interesting i must tell you if when you get there if you're not there yet it's it's weird when it happens but anyway um we i went up and met my granddaughter for the first time uh, back in july end of july beginning of august she was three months old they'd already started vaccinating from the beginning and i'm not I have my beliefs, but as with any religion or things that can fall into a uh, a religion, which vaccine, chemtrails, 9-11, I mean, all this can be formed into being a religion, right? So I don't over-preach. I sh- you know, she's on my Facebook. It's not that she doesn't know what I talk about, what I share. And we had a quick conversation the first night we met. Remember, this is the first night I met this girl. We got into a vaccine conversation. And she said, you know, they're following the schedule and they, they feel that they're doing the right thing. Okay. And I made I said my piece. You know, a couple minute diatribe of, of what I believed and why I believed it and why we didn't vaccinate and left it. Shortly after I left New Jersey, my granddaughter had an appointment to get her next round of shots, which is what brought up the conversation, honestly, at the restaurant that night. They went out the shots. They were about the same age shots that Mikey got when my wife got scared. And after discussing it with us, I think she saw the difference. And they got scared. And they got worried about that vaccination. And then they told my mom, because she went up afterwards to visit with them after we left, that having the conversation with us and then seeing the reaction from the vaccine, they decided to to not vaccinate anymore and at least slow the process. 
I'm very proud of them for deciding that. And it wasn't from me pushing or being a, a, a crazy ass to them. I just, I just shared what I felt. And they saw it themselves. That's all it takes. That, that, that's all it takes with all this stuff we talk about. It goes with 9-11. It goes with Oklahoma City. It goes with Waco. It goes with Ruby Ridge. It goes with whatever the next event that they're planning happens. You know, don't forget, I don't know if you guys have seen this. Now, this is a big, this is another one I want to make sure I touch on tonight. You know, I tend to lose track of where I'm going and what I'm talking about. Uh, but this is important. Air traffic collision warning system locators down off the East Coast and five states until October 1st. Now, I don't know if you guys know this, but the last time this happened was just prior to 9-11. Air traffic and collision avoidance systems and automatic dependent surveillance broadcasts will be down or spotted in five states extending up to 200 miles offshore of the eastern seaboard until October 1st. According to a NOTAM, N-O-T-A-M, issued September 1st by the Federal uh, Aviation Administration. The NOTAM reads in part, due to military activities, the TCAS and A-B, or ADS. B surveillance may be unreliable in the airspace over Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida, and extending approximately 200 miles nautical miles offshore, from 1 a.m. EDT September 2nd till EDT on October until right, I'm sorry, from 1 a.m. EDT September wait second until midnight EDT on October on October 1st. Pilots are advised that the traffic alert and TCAS may fail to establish tracks on nearby aircraft and may fail to receive traffic alerts or resolution advisories. Operators should be aware that tracks may first appear within close proximity to the aircraft and may immediately go into TARA status. Pilots are advised to maintain increased visual awareness in this area, if operators believe that an aircraft should have triggered an alert, the incident should be reported to air traffic control as soon as possible. This is due to a late notice. Wait, this is due to a late notice Department of Defense exercise, and NBAA has voiced its concern to the FAA that these sort of significant impacts impact tests need much more notice to operate in the NAS. A lot of three-letter words, I know. I don't know what most of them mean either. Uh, this is immensely concerning, not only for the safety of passengers and staff aboard flights navigating the affected areas, but for the security of our country as well. In fact, the last time we saw similar systems go down was during the attacks on the World Trade Centers and the Pentagon on 9-11. Imagine that. What, 9-11's how far away? Uh, a couple days. It's the 8th. 8, 9, 10, 11. Three days. Three days away. Something we should worry ourselves about. And don't just shut this shit down for no reason. What is the next attack? I, 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 I know it's old news, but I came across the whole uh, Yemen nuclear explosion again today. I, I remember sharing it back in May. 
But I saw somebody posted it on Facebook, so of course I went back in, researched it again, and watched it. Did Israel blow up a nuclear bomb in Yemen in May? And what the reason? What was the reasoning? Well, apparently, they say they were supporting their Saudi Arabia buddies. But wait, aren't there twenty-eight pages from the nine-eleven commission report? that are missing, that we can't see, that may possibly tie Saudi Arabia into 9-11? Isn't there beliefs that Israel was part of 9-11? Oh, but wait, now we see Israel military admits of supporting Al-Qaeda and ISIS in Syria. Oh. And then Russia's building military bases in Syria to support um, Assad? Uh... I think they need another big false flag attack. What will that big false flag attack be? They need one. They can't do this crap they're trying to pull without it. I mean, that's how they do it, right? That's how they've always done it. That's how they'll continue to do it. I don't know, man. Lots of questions to ask. Not very many, not very many answers being given. All right, guys, you listen to the first fifty-two on RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. I hope you're enjoying it. I'll be back with you in a couple minutes. It's actually the, the very definition of terrorism. They're trying to kill people for a political agenda. It's just, you know, a nicety. So, uh, yeah, just keep in mind, guys, that the news agencies are not there to tell you the truth. They're there to tell you what they're told to tell you. You're still stuck to the American dollar, and you're still stuck to American laws. I still want to have the freedom to go where I want to go if I need to go. Uh, I think that's the most important thing in my mind, at least. And this goes along... If this is going to be another cum cum trail... I, I've got lesbians and he's got cum trail. <laughs> okay, why don't you just move along? Animals get in the way when you're doing a radio what show. What I think is gonna, they're going to have to redirect the Americans' mindset. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been even more fun. Yeah, that would have been a lot of fun. <laughs> I, I want you all to keep your eyes open and your ears open on what's going on. It's the first 52. On the morning of September 11, 2001, 19 men armed with box cutters directed by a man on dialysis in a cave fortress halfway around the world using a satellite phone and a laptop directed the most sophisticated penetration of the most heavily defended airspace in the world. Overpowering the passengers and the military combat trained pilots on four commercial aircraft before flying those planes wildly off course for over an hour without being molested by a single fighter interceptor. These 19 hijackers, devout religious fundamentalists who like to drink alcohol, snort cocaine, and live with pink-haired strippers, managed to knock down three buildings with two planes in New York. While in Washington, a pilot who couldn't handle a single-engine Cessna was able to fly a 757 in an 8,000-foot descending 270-degree corkscrew turn to come exactly level with the ground, hitting the Pentagon in the Budget Analyst Office where DOD staffers were working on the mystery of the $2.3 trillion that Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld had announced missing from the Pentagon's coffers in a press conference the day before, on September 10th. 2001. Luckily, the news anchors knew who did it within minutes. Osama bin Laden. The pundits knew within hours. Osama bin Laden. The administration knew within the day. Terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbor them. 
And the evidence literally fell into the FBI's lap. That a hijacker's passport was found blocks from the World Trade Center crash site, if you can believe that. But for some reason, a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists demanded an investigation into the greatest attack on American soil in history. That investigation was delayed, underfunded, set up to fail, a conflict of interest, and a cover-up from start to finish. It was based on testimony extracted through torture, the records of which were destroyed. It failed to mention the existence of WTC-7, Able Danger, P-TECH, Sibel Edmonds, OBL and the CIA, and the drills of hijacked aircraft being flown into buildings that were being simulated at the precise same time that those events were actually happening. It was lied to by the Pentagon, the CIA, the Bush administration, and as for Bush and Cheney, well, no one knows what they told it because they testified in secret, off the record, not under oath, and behind closed doors. It didn't bother to look at who funded the attacks because that question is ultimately of little practical significance. Still, the 9-11 Commission did brilliantly answering all of the questions the public had, except most of the victim's family members' questions, and pinned blame on all the people responsible, although no one so much as lost their job, determining the attacks were failure of imagination because Nobody in our government, at least, and I don't think the prior government that could envision flying airplanes in the buildings. Except the Pentagon, FEMA, NORAD, and the NRO. The DIA destroyed 2.5 terabytes of data on able danger, but that's okay because it probably wasn't important. The SEC destroyed their records on the investigation into the insider trading before the attacks, but that's okay because destroying the records of the largest investigation in SEC history is just part of routine record keeping. NIST has classified the data that they used for their model of WTC-7's collapse, but that's okay because knowing how they made their model of the collapse would jeopardize public safety. The FBI has argued that all material related to their investigation of 9-11 should be kept secret from the public, but that's okay because the FBI probably has nothing to hide. This man never existed, nor is anything he had to say worthy of your attention, and if you say otherwise, you are a paranoid conspiracy theorist and deserve to be shunned by all of humanity. Likewise him, 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 and her. And her, and her, and him. Osama bin Laden lived in a cave fortress in the hills of Afghanistan, but somehow got away. Then he was hiding out in Tora Bora, but somehow got away. Then he lived in Abbottabad for years, taunting the most comprehensive intelligence dragnet employing the most sophisticated technology in the history of the world for a decade, releasing video after video with complete impunity and getting younger and younger as he did so, before finally being found in a daring SEAL team raid which wasn't recorded on video, in which he didn't resist or use his wife as a human shield, and in which these crack special forces operatives panicked and killed this unarmed man, supposedly the best source of intelligence about those dastardly terrorists on the entire planet. Then they dumped his body in the ocean before telling anyone about it. Then a couple dozen of that team's members died in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan. This is the story of 9-11, brought to you by the media which told you the hard truths about His head could be seen to move violently forward. And They took the babies out of the incubators. And Mobile production facilities. And The rescue of Jessica Lynch. If you have any questions about this story, you are a batshit, paranoid, tinfoil, dog-abusing baby hater, and will be reviled by everyone. If you love your country and or freedom, happiness, rainbows, rock and roll, puppy dogs, apple pie, and your grandma, you will never ever express doubts about any part of this story to anyone. Ever. This has been a public service announcement by the friends of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DIA, SEC, MSM, White House, NIST, and the 9-11 Commission. Because ignorance is strange. Have you ever called into your favorite talk radio program only to encounter this? And felt like this. That never happens when you dial 941-421-0401. At RazRadioLive.com, we answer right away. And pow, you're live on the air talking to one of your favorite hosts. No screeners, no delays. Try it now. 
941-421-0401 and avoid 941-421-0401 If you're a new listener or a seasoned veteran, don't be scared. 941-421-0401 We welcome all. We know how it feels to be ignored. RazRadioLive.com Man, you hear this bullshit they be talking? Every day, man, it's like these motherfuckers is just like professional liars, you know what I'm saying? Wow. Listen. Ben Laden, blow up projects. It was your nigga. Tell the truth, nigga. Pledge no allegiance, nigga, fuck the president's speeches. I'm baptized by America and covered in leeches. The dirty water that bleaches your soul and your facial features. Drowning you in propaganda that they spit through the speakers. And if you speak about the evil that the government does, the Patriot Act to track you to the type of your blood. They try to frame you and say you was trying to sell drugs and throw a federal indictment on niggas to show you love. This shit is run by fake Christians, fake politicians. Look at their mansions and look at the conditions you live in. All they talk about is terrorism on television. They tell you to listen, but they don't really tell you their mission. They funded Al-Qaeda, and now they blame the Muslim religion. Even though Bin Laden was a CIA tactician, they gave him billions of dollars, and they funded his purpose. Fahrenheit 9-11, that's just scratching the surface. surface. Bin Laden, blow up projects. It was your nigga. Tell the truth, nigga. Go Still fight for Saddam, but that's bullshit. I'll show you why it's totally wrong. Cause if another country invaded the hood tonight, it'll be warfare to Harlem and Washington Heights. I wouldn't be fighting for Bush or white America's dream. I'll be fighting for my people's survival and self-esteem. I wouldn't fight for racist churches from the South, my nigga. I'll be fighting to keep the occupation out, my nigga. You ever clock someone who talks shit or look at you wrong? Imagine if they shot at you and was raping your moms. And of course, Saddam Hussein had chemical weapons. We sold them that Shit. After Ronald Reagan's election, mercenary contractors fighting a new era. Corporate military banking off the war on terror. They controlling the ghetto with the fear of attack. Trying to distract the fact that they engineering the crack. So I'm strapped like Lee Malvo holding a sniper rifle. These bullets are touch your kids. And I don't mean like Michael. Your body be sent to the morgue, stripped down and recycled. I fire on house niggas that support you and like you. Cause innocent people get murdered in the struggle daily. And poor people never get shit and struggle daily. This ain't no alien conspiracy theory, this shit is real Written on a dollar underneath the Masonic seal I don't rap for dead presidents I'd rather see the president dead It's never been said, but I said precedents Bin Laden, blow up projects It was your nigga, tell the truth nigga Bush knocked down the tower Tell the truth nigga Bush knocked down the tower Tell the truth nigga Bin Laden, blow up projects It was your nigga, tell the truth nigga Seconds away from the time when some cowards fought with the front building, they get to hit ours. I see trees of green. Red. 
see them blue Following you And I think to myself What a wonderful world Hey guys, it's Popeye from FederalJack.com You're listening to the first 52 Where you can hear the inmates run the insane asylum I want to welcome everybody back to the first 52 on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. Every once in a while, you need to just sit back and think about what it could be. Just think, sit back and, and think about what it could be. But how nice it could be. How we could all be friends and just be happy together. Why are we so separated? What separates us so much? Why does that happen? You know, I'm not one of the guys that, that tries to ride the separation. I mean, I do my best to, to treat everybody the same, the way I want to be treated. So why can't we do that anymore? And it's not that hard to, to care about somebody, is it? Why can't we just all love each other? And why can't we have a wonderful world? All right, guys, welcome back to the First 52 on RazRadioLive.com, RadioFreeBlood.com. we got a bunch of more stuff to cover, a bunch of more stuff. Was that even a real sentence I just said? I really don't think it was. I really don't think that was a very good sentence I said. That wasn't even a good one either. Uh, it's getting to the end of the show. You know how get, things get a little wacky as we get towards the, the end of all the fun. We share all the information. We, we spend our days diving into what's going on and, and how this stuff is happening to us and how we can correct it or fix it. I mean, what can we do? What is the best track that we can take to correct this problem? Listen, I don't have an answer to that. I, I really don't have an answer to that. I wish I did. I wish I had all the answers. I wish I could say, here's what we need to do. But as long as we have a government that's not going to share all the information that should be shared with us, as long as we're going to do things without our approval, then we're screwed. We're going to be stuck in this... this, this I don't even know what to call it anymore. I mean, it's just ridiculous. I mean, it, it really has become um, so blatant, so obvious to those of us who pay attention on it. And I, I honestly, a lot of the people that 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 aren't us, that aren't the crazy conspiracy guys, I, I think a lot of people out there are starting to see it, but they don't know how to react. They don't know what to do. They don't. They don't want to, you know, stir the pot too heavy and spill a little bit. So they're just going to sit quiet and deal with it. But they they see that there's a problem. They know there's a problem. So how can they not deal with it? 
Those, those are the issues that we see. Those are the things that are going on that everybody just turns their head away. They just go, no, I, I don't want to say that. I can't believe that. I'm just going to go with what they told me. And that's what I'll do. I'll just do that. That's what they said. I was one of the guys at one time. I admitted that earlier. I hated 9-11 truthers. I thought we were... I, I, I thought you guys were a bunch of flippin' idiots. And then I became one. Did I become a flippin' idiot at that point in time? I don't know. And I'm, 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 I'm having an issue with the stupid computer... I want to talk about Area 51. This is another thing. This is where I was trying to go. We have a government that just does what it wants. Hides what it's doing. And, and doesn't tell us what it's doing. What is playing here? Oh. I like this song. This is a good song. I forgot to turn the YouTube off. Isn't this a fun song? All right, let me uh, turn that down. <laughs> I get distracted very. It's like squirrel. Got to get the squirrel. Sorry. Let me get this uh, this story here back to the beginning because it finally decided to start while I was playing with the squirrel. Air Force is issuing an ultimatum. Officials are asking owners to give up their property that is surrounded by a bombing range that includes the facility known as Area 51. Jonathan Hunt is live in Los Angeles on this. So what exactly is the government offering here, Jonathan? Well, I do want to ask before this goes any further. I seem to recall, uh, wasn't it Popular Mechanics, <laughs> that organization, that put out an article a few years ago about how Area 51 was no longer in existence and was shut down? $5.2 million is the government's final best offer for this mother, which sounds pretty good, I guess, when you consider this is 400 acres out in the middle of the Nevada desert. Nobody's about to build a Whole Foods out there, so you'd think they'd, uh, they'd accept it. But then you think these 20 or so owners, their families have been there for decades, and if you break that down, they'd be coming out with about 250 grand each, and they say that the area back in 1986 was valued at more than 13 million dollars so they say they just want a good price you see one of the satellite images of the area there joseph sheehan is one of the families who are leading this fight on behalf of the owners and he said quote why don't they ask themselves what it cost my family over the years in blood sweat tears and money. This standoff should come to a head on Thursday, Martha. That is when the government says if that 5.2 million offer isn't accepted, they are going to seize the land and bring it in to Area 51. If, of course, Area 51 exists, I don't know. Well, do the owners know whether it exists or not and what goes <laughs> on there? What do they say? Well, they say they've got a lot of stories to tell, and what one of the things that they say about this is, come on, we've and our, our families have been there for decades. We've never given away anything. We haven't talked about anything that we've seen. All the stories that were handed down as they had their lakeside picnics late at night. Uh, so we are all left to just know about uh, Area 51, what we know from the movies. Of course, Area 51 was a big part of that great movie, Independence Day. The 
site of the big battle that you see there, also had a role in Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. But really, we don't know the truth. And if the government will just give these people who know have this property a decent amount of money, maybe they'll come out and tell us the truth. Yeah. And we'll uh, all be yeah. better off. Or maybe if they don't get the money, they'll come and tell us the truth and somebody else will give them ah, the money. Ah, good point. Um, we'll see. Very Jonathan, smart. thank you very much. Hunt area. That's what I was just thinking as I was listening to that at the very tail end there. Uh, when they were talking about how they're getting five point, or they're offering five point four million dollars, well, what what stories has that family heard that they haven't shared? You know, why do they want them off that property? I, I could swear that Area Fifty One was shut down years ago. They, they at least they told us it was. Isn't that what they told us? They, they told us it was shut down. What's this I wrote down? I, I wrote notes. I'm trying to read my notes right now. No, it's just horrible. Reading notes. Uh, government refused to work with... Uh... Oh, yeah. You know, and they, they brought up Independence Day in that movie. I, I write very sloppy. If you guys have ever seen my writing, you'd understand why it took me that long to figure out what the hell I just wrote while I was listening to that news clip. But uh, they talked about Independence Day, how it, how it referenced to, uh, to Area 51. But I don't know if you guys know this, but the the movie they refused the the military refused to give them any any uh, help with making the movie unless they removed the reference of Area Fifty One from the movie. Well, you can't do that in that movie. That that was not an option to remove the reference of Area Fifty One out of Independence Day. There would have been no movie. But why do they want it removed so much? Why do they want these people off their land so much? Who blew up their mine back in the 50s that destroyed that family? These are all questions you have to ask yourself. All very important questions. It's like another important question you have to ask yourself. The Iran, uh, the Iran nuclear deal. I haven't discussed that very much. I haven't really gotten into that. I, I've been watching it. I've been thinking about it. I've been contemplating my thoughts on it. But as well, as long as Israel has nuclear weapons, as long as Saudi Arabia has nuclear rep, nuclear weapons, as long as we have nuclear weapons, why should not? Why should no other country have them? So I'm all for the Saudi deal or the uh, Iran deal. The background issue that nobody really discusses or talks about is how Kerry is now in the backside promising Israel and Saudi Arabia money and weapons when the nuke deal goes through. Oh, I wonder what military industrial complex unit he works for. wonder why they don't want to shut the coffers off. Sure, let's give them nuclear weapons, or let's give them nuclear power, which I'm not against at all. Have it. Have at it, my friend. Have at it. Your people seem very peaceful. They don't seem to be against us. It is the 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 idiots in charge that we've put there that seem to be against us. But the people of Iran do not seem to be against the American people. So let them have weapons. 
And what's going to happen? We're going to send more money to Israel and Saudi Arabia. Oh, both countries that I believe might have been involved in 9-11. But that's just me. I don't know. I'm just a stupid radio guy, right? But let's give them more. Let's just make sure they're taken care of. Because, you know, that's what Iran's been trying to do, is destroy Israel for the past 40 years. That's why they're both there. You see how they play with us? You see how it works? And you don't think false flags happen? Are you one of those people sitting out there going, no, these false flags, they don't happen. It's truly events that happen that, you know, people can find discrepancies in, but it, it really happened. That, that really happened. Well, we actually find a local level false flag. Is that possible to have a local level false flag? I mean, how low can they go? How, how local can they bring it? What is the lowest level they can bring it to? Probably pretty low. Because we've seen it happen now. We've seen a local level false flag that I, I don't I, I, how does this happen how do these how do we get to these things that's what drives me most the most crazy the craziest would be I guess the proper terminology to use is how do we get to these things happening I, I reset the story that's why I had to stutter a little bit there sorry computers suck they don't want to cooperate this one definitely doesn't want to work with me. Every other story has played very well. Mills officer may face charges after sparking manhunt. So is this a local false flag? That's my question. Uh, if you guys haven't heard this story, a small town teeming with law enforcement search for a fugitive gunman became one searching for answers after police said Thursday that the officer who claimed he was fired on by passing pickup truck driver had fabricated the account. Residents of the pastoral suburb of roughly 8,000 who endured a lockdown that lasted more than six hours and included the closing of schools were left mystified and saddened as how and why one of their own concocted such a story. The officer, a 24-year-old who was working as a full-time dispatcher and as a part-time patrolman, was scheduled to begin training for a full-time patrol position soon, according to the police. As, uh, as the hold on, I gotta expand this. Nothing's why cooperate with me. Play, play, play. Okay, don't. Whatever, don't cooperate with me. But investigators determined that the shots were fired by the officer himself, and there was no pickup truck driver said Mills acting police chief Sergeant William Dyer Dwyer, I'm sorry, who wore a grim expression as he briefed the media during an afternoon news conference. I know for myself, I am still very upset and I don't know exactly how to feel right now. Except except I'm concerned for the the other members of the department. Town residents expressed shock at the news that an officer sworn to uphold the law had apparently betrayed the public trust in such a bizarre fashion. A parent who has three children in, towns in, in the town's elementary school 
and who requested anonymity to protect the family's privacy said on Thursday she hoped the indict incident is indeed a hoax. First, I hope that's true, you know, that this is all resolved, said the woman who is a member of the Clyde F. Brown Home and School Association. Then you look at it and what does it say about Mills and the police officers? You have a cop that faked a shootout, burnt his car in the middle of all this police are in the dangerous time of their the most dangerous time of their lives going on. Do you think he had an agenda? Was he trying to thin out that blue line? Was he trying to make you more concerned about the police officers who aren't dying as as rapidly as they did 20 years ago? Do you see how I control the narrative, my friends? I have a lot of people on my Facebook and on my Twitter who are good people, who believe in a lot of the things we discuss, but who are all thin blue line people who all would insult me because I posted an article putting cops down who did something wrong. I also share articles of cops doing good things. I also share articles when cops are injured. I also ask for people to stop attacking law enforcement. I also ask law enforcement to stop attacking civilians. Nobody seems to listen to me, so maybe I should just stop. Should I just stop asking? Maybe that would be the better choice, the better call to action here. I just stop asking people to do better. You know what? Everybody do the worst you can. Hurt somebody. Go find somebody to hurt. Would that make you feel better? Would you, would you think that you did some good in the world? My friends, there's a lot we look at every day. You gotta admit, it makes it hard. It makes it hard to get through every single day. You know, we talk about chemtrails and we talk about government poisoning us, but we always argue that they would never. I mean, they would never hurt us on purpose, right? The government would never do that. It would never hurt us on purpose. Years ago, the U.S. Army's confirmed dangerous radioactive pollution is present in St. Louis County in Missouri. In the 1940s, the Manhattan Project produced the first nuclear weapons that were later to be dropped on Japan. Tons of nuclear waste from those experiments was buried in a creek near St. Louis. Now authorities have continually assured the public all the way along the line the level of contamination wasn't dangerous, 
two decades ago, they said the levels were normal. Now, though, the military says it's found contamination in residential properties. They claim the risk of exposure is low, but uh, a warning against digging in the area. One official from the county's public health department has labelled the situation an environmental health disaster. The issue itself has been known to um, all the agencies at the federal and state level for many decades. Uh, what we are seeing now is an environmental health uh, disaster slowly unfolding as a result of poor mismanagement uh, many decades ago. According to county medical officials, residents of North St. Louis County have been suffering from increased incidence of cancer, of brain tumors and of genetic conditions, all of which are often caused by exposure to radiation. I have been exposed to radioactive waste in the North County area. My fingernails split. My skin started splitting open. I could feel my heartbeat through that. Well, we spoke to a former resident of the contaminated area. She told us people there are facing terrible diseases caused by radiation. We are that community that is now facing diseases similar to Hiroshima and the bomb victims in Japan. We're seeing secondary genetic mutations in our children. 1946 is when they began storing the waste there and there you know there wasn't social media and the government sure wasn't going out and broadcasting this in the local newspaper. In these testing areas with the Manhattan Project they are offering restitution and medical support to these communities but because St. Louis is not a no well-known area that was participated with the Manhattan Project, we've been left behind. So we want to be included in that. We want the people that are becoming sick to get the same support. Yes. Why don't we have that? Why is the government allowed? Oh, but St. Louis was never a problem. They didn't spray chemicals over St. Louis. This hasn't been going on. We, I thought they were there to protect us. I thought they were there thinking about us. I thought they were there to do the right things. I found the poor mismanagement over many decades comment perplexing. Because think of it this way. In 20 or 30 years, what poor mismanagement over many decades are they going to be discussing? They don't care about us. They don't care about you. They care about their pockets and they where and where they want to end up. I just hope there comes a time where more people will stand up. And it's not about hurting people. We don't have to hurt people to win this war. And I'm tired of seeing people hurt. I'm tired of losing family members to cancers to wars to things that just don't need to be happening my friends we can end this eventually if we stand up strong enough if we realize that we are all human beings and we need to love each other I want to thank you guys for listening to the first 52, the first 52 tonight on RazRadioLive.com and RadioFreeBlood.com. We'll be back next Tuesday. Jack will be back soon. Make sure you tune in, guys. Love you.
defense, a weapon in a war against ourselves. The setting sun is loading guns, don't be afraid of mistakes, emotions misplaced, to love or to hate. I don't know what to do, we're all lost and confused, just trying to get through in this world. Always trying to prove that we're worth what it takes But it takes a long time in the dirt to see grace When I'm trying to be real, they tend to be fake When I'm risking it all with no time to waste Fuck this rat race, I'm leaving this place It's time to blast off Destination space With the sunset hung behind us And the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow of the unknown Please don't go And I don't know how I got here Or how I'm getting home But right from day one I've been in this alone With arms stacked against I've been drowning in stress They said can you take more I said, give me what's left An old man once told me Allie, don't ever look back Keep your eyes on that prize And give them hell to your death This is a test Just a frequency check For intelligent life Now's time to connect It's an SOS The death's been sent So now we just wait With the sunset hung behind us In the universe to blind us From the moon we'll watch the whole world explode Moving free unguided Through the beautiful, the silent With the light show from a passing UFO Lost in the glow Of the
Love you guys so much. Thanks. The first 52 is the bomb diggity. Hello, everybody. This is Lawrence Ross from the LRWS on RazRadioLive.com. Currently out in California, Blind James from RadioIO.com is in desperate need of a brand new kidney. Save a person's life. On behalf of everybody on the network, I encourage you to please go to GoFundMe.com forward slash XE6PJ38. Click on that link and donate money to save a person's life. Don't as much as you can. I think we should all donate. Every contribution helps. I appreciate all of Raz Radio Live's help and our I.O. fam. Please give so we can give James a brand new lease on life. Cement the concrete's alive Where the ponds are formed, the rats run and hide Drama's like a cartoon that comes to life Where the express bus runs twice a night To the stadium that's packed every Monday night To the yellow cab driver that helped make your flight Where you can get what you want if the price is right And screaming fuck you's another way to be polite Zone. This is where I'm at and this is where I'm calling home. 